still expecting more champagne baths going on here. I don't know what champagne is. I'm Hello, my name is Yuri Hanley, a.k.a. Steph Yuri. The date is February 7th, 2021, Super Bowl Sunday. And on this Super Bowl Sunday, I'm going to give a little Golden State of the Union, where I talk about the current state of affairs of the Golden State Warriors. In this episode, I talk about the last two Mavericks games, how I feel they went, and how I feel the Warriors are headed, and what what I think is, is in store for the future in the next, going, next couple of days of the Warriors. Well, first things first, last game was an annihilation. I mean, Steph, Dre didn't even play in the fourth quarter. You'll love to see that. Anytime you can get rest in the NBA, especially as busy as the schedule the Warriors have had recently, it's always good, especially with the short season, too. Um, but yeah, they beat the Mavericks. Let's just recap that game. Steph Curry, and, uh, and surprisingly, but not surprisingly, if you listen to my first podcast, Kelly Oubre Jr. balled out. He had... 36 minutes, 14 for 21 from the field, 7 from 10, more importantly from three-point line. He was balling. Kelly Oubre was in his bag. Pretty boy Oubre, 5 for 6 from the free throw line. What were his stats? Eight rebounds, two assists, one steal, one block, two turnovers, but 40 big points as the Warriors routed the Mavericks. One almost put up one fifty on him, almost a one fifty burger, one forty seven to one sixteen. Steph Curry, four for ten for threes, had twenty eight points. Another day in the office for him. When when you're the best shooter ever, you expect to get thirty a game. But I was I'm okay with twenty eight. That's what he's averaging. I was more impressed with how Draymond Green played. Let's get to talk about him. Draymond was everywhere in that game. 15 assists. Are you kidding me? That's so good. Like, he was passing like he was John Stockton out there, passing like he was Aaron Rodgers out there. He was looking like a bad man. Draymond Green all, believes in himself, which is the most important thing about him. He knows he can make the right play when it matters most. And more and more, he's proven that. 11 points, 5 rebounds. Plus 19 on the plus or minus. So this that was an overall blowout of a game, but I really like how Steph and Dre and Kelly have played in that game. If they can keep that up, who knows? The first game was a blowout. I really like the way we played. Kelly Ray had a career-high 40 points. Steph Curry got 28 points another day in the office, but... Everything's always good when you win. It's more important how you respond after the win. And we lost the next game, 134 to 132. Steph Curry went off, though. He had 57 points. Luka Doncic also apparently went off with 42 points. I can't really compare the two. One's way higher than the other, but that's neither here nor there. Um, But my thoughts from the game were that the Warriors got – a very unfortunate hand dealt to them by the refs in a very crucial time. 
I believe that ball out of, out of bounds that wasn't called when Chris, by Kristaps. End of the game. The refs have to see that. But what can you do? It's the way the game goes. Yeah, you always want to see better defense. I mean, our defense recently hasn't been good. We, the, uh, we had 147 points two games ago, but that's never that's not consistent enough. The only the best way to move forward is to improve our defense. I like the way Draymond Green's been defending. He's had a bunch of blocks. Wiggins also, Ubre too. But at a certain point, we gotta trade these blocks for stops and not second chance points. However, it's also important to have perspective at this time because in these last few games, the Warriors didn't have a single big man. Then we had to deal with Kristaps Porzingis, who's seven three. So if you keep that in perspective, I think the Warriors are in a good spot based on the last two games. You like you want to win? All, you want to win them all? Because everyone wants to win every game, but you can't win every game. So you try and uh, eliminate as many unfortunate losses as you can, like last night was. All right, let's talk about last night's game a little more in depth. Obviously, the first person we're going to talk about is Wardell, Stephen Curry. 57 points, 19 for 31 field goals, 11 for 19 three-point, 8 for 8 from the free-throw line. Like, he is just unreal. It's not even that his threes. It's just the way that he plays the game is so electrifying. It's just so fun to watch. Like, watching that game yesterday was so much fun. It was pure entertainment and not the manufactured kind that ESPN likes. Um... What else do we got here? Curry, I mean, the Warriors were down 18-2 uh, to, to start the game off. That's never good. And if you watch that game, they were kind of just coming, chasing the entire time. Like, that, you got, got the feeling that they were just always down. And, and it was it was going to be really hard to get the game back in to a, a competitive one. But they did. It only took them to the third quarter. And then they had to lead it sometime in the third. I forget when. But... The real story with that is more of what happens to get there, not of that they got there. We have to consider how we got we got there. So started out the game pretty pretty sloppily from the shooting. I mean, Curry, I don't think it had, was too good to start. No one was though, and then we ended up being down eighteen to two. But then after that, it kind of changed. Um, we kind of started getting shots. I mean, shots. Draymond was balling. Curry was heating up. And then by the third quarter, Curry was really hot. He had 30 points at halftime, 11 in the fourth, in the third quarter, if I remember correctly. But it was more of what he was doing, not like how many, how much points he was dropping. It was more of the way he was getting those points. I mean, that logo three was a dagger. He, that just changed the game. After that, when I got to talk about another thing first. Before I get this, we we are, I feel like our team's too dependent on Stephen Curry right now. Um, we seem to live and die by him. Like he can obviously get the points that we need. That's obvious. He's averaging 28. He's one of the best in the game. But we got too many times where he's just lone wolfing it. I don't like really. Our second unit has to step up. There's yesterday after Curry tied it up yesterday. And he just took him out for his normal rest in the beginning of the fourth, which he always gets. He plays. He plays the first all the first quarter. Gets rest in the second quarter. 
and then has a little stint at the end of the second quarter for most for his third, where you get your Curry flurry as you like to see, where he is absolutely kind of rough and, and change the game. But in that time when Curry's not in, he can't, he can't play the entire game. We gotta we gotta improve. Uh, Curry left and then came back in, and he was down for double digits, I think. And then they had to claw back again before the unfortunate missed call by the refs and that three pointer by Luca. But our team can't be too reliant on Steph Curry. I feel like we're living and dying how Kelly Oubre plays. Um, we have too many turnovers also. Uh, Mavericks had 19 points off turnovers. 18, my bad. I'm sorry. We had 18 points off the turnovers. Mavericks had 19 off the turnovers. I mean, that's too many turnovers. Uh... But yeah, anyway, back to what I was saying about the Warriors. They're too dependent on – we can't – like, our – we have – the whole point about the second group is that they ought to improve their consistency. At this point in time, we know what we're going to get with our big players. Wiggins, I we can link him into there too. I feel like he's been very consistent in his role as the third guy of the Warriors. So, put Clay with him next year. I'm not worried about Wiggins and what he can do for us. It's more of – Ken Bazemore, Kelly Oubre, and is, I'm putting him in that group. Damian Lee, our big men have to show that they can stay healthy now because they've been, even though they haven't been playing and we haven't been able to hold the fort down without them, we need the big men to play if we want to be effective. Um, so that's just my whole thought right now about the state of the Warriors is that I like where they are, Steph Curry, but in the big guys, Wiggins too. He got 22 points last night. That was a great game. Like, he was just – he's at this point, he just gets in, does his – puts his gets in, puts his head down, and goes to work, clocks in, clocks out. And I love that. There's no pressure on him. He was 9 for 12 from field goal. 3 for 5, three for, five for 3 is pretty good for him. If he can keep that up, that's pretty chill. Uh, he's got five rebounds, but he was a minus six. So you want to see that change. I mean, he was guarding Luka Doncic for most of the night. So you have to consider that, too. Um, but yeah, I mean, Luca or Luca's was a good player. Wiggins did good against him, I would say. Like just by from the from the eye check, Kelly Oubre Jr.'s got to be more consistent, though. That's what it is. He was two from six from three pointer yesterday after going through seven from ten the night before. He only had fourteen points, and like if at this point in time, in thirty three minutes, that's like he's just a whole lot of running around like a track star. I mean, I love Kelly Oubre, but he's got to be more consistent. And that just hammer, hammers it back to my main idea about what I got from this last couple games is the Warriors has got to be more consistent on a defensive end. And offensive end, we're going to get the points, I feel like. That's what we've established. But the defense is really where we need to improve. And that, I feel, falls on this next guy I'm about to talk about, Draymond Green. Last night, he got 15 points, six rebounds, six assists. No, my bad. It's 15 assists, six rebounds, six steals, only two points, and four blocks. He had no field goals, though, which I – in seven turnovers, which is where I feel like is the issue for Draymond. He's got to be more aggressive. Like, I love the way he's playing. Don't get me wrong. But if you only – you got to score more in the NBA. To, like, he's got 15 assists, but he's also got seven turnovers, and I feel like that really hurt us yesterday. Because um, at a certain point – they're going to stop guarding Draymond and then have that. But I feel like I trust him enough with the ball 
to make these passes. So that's where my catch 22 is with him, or as I like to call it, the catch 23. But because he he's such a good facilitator, he's such a good player on our team. Like he knows where he knows the system inside and out. Like he's if you have anyone take a test on the Golden State Warrior system, Draymond Green's getting the highest grade. But he's got to be more aggressive attacking the paint because he knows what to do with the ball. And if he just gets add seven seven points, like he doesn't even get ten points, seven more points a game, he'll be fine. What's he averaging in season? Because that's pretty important. Um, hold on, I'm looking it up. He's only averaging five points a game. Yeah, if he can get that up to at least eight or nine, five more points of what he's averaging, four or five more points. I feel like the margin cost value that we're going to uh, gain is way more. Because if Draymond's getting points, that's another aspect that the team has, the teams have to worry about is, oh, he can actually, he's actually shooting. And then that's when Draymond will hit him with uh, James Wiseman's an alley for Seth Curry with a kick out three. So I just thought Dray- Draymond needed to be more, a little more, more aggressive. But yeah, overall the game we just gotta be more consistent. Our bench has to be way more consistent. Kent Bazemore got twenty points. I like that. But where is Damian Lee? Where is Brad Wanamaker? Where are those guys? We need everyone consistently to show up. Even though we aren't at full strength, we're still giving teams um, good battle, which I like. But at the end of the day, you still want to win. But yeah, and even though you. I'm complaining about this because I'm bummed we didn't win. But at the same time, you still got to consider your perspective that we were missing three of our big men. So and they, and then the Mavericks have a seventh but three superstars, apparently. So it's important to keep things in perspective. Um, going forward, we got tomorrow the San Antonio Spurs. We're going, I think we're playing them back to back, the 13 and 10. They're first in the Southwest Division, but I don't really put much in divisional rankings right now because everyone's so close um yeah they just beat the Rockets DeMar had 30 but I'm about to go into that after we talk some more about the Warriors comment on that Warrior game I do not like it when the announcers on a national on the national stage say I'm gonna name my son after the ref because of a call that they did that's not good that's pushing a false narrative that I don't like especially from the Salty Bastards, Mark Jackson's Van Gundy. That was all I needed. That's my last thing I'll say on the game. Next up, we're going to see how the Warriors are going to fare in the next couple couple of fixtures of the, of the Western Conference. And we're going to overview where I think they can be by Valentine's Day. Taking a look at the standings, at a first glance, you might be a little concerned that the Warriors are in eighth place in the West, but I'm here to tell you this that's nothing to be worried about. I feel like we're about to be the GameStop of the NBA in terms of rankings in the standings. Looking at our next couple games, we play San Antonio next, in our next two games, actually, back-to-back, Monday and Tuesday. Um, and then we play Orlando after them, but focusing in in on that San Antonio game, um, our last time we played San Antonio, it was not close. We beat them 121 to 99. And when you look at in depth, this box scores, it's something that will make you, uh, um, kind of pleased. 
the numbers aren't where they were for offensively as like in terms of what they could be. Curry had 26, but he had a plus 30 because he had a, he had 11 rebounds and seven assists. So you probably can expect that. But Kelly Oubre had 16 points, and James Wiseman had 20, and Wiggins had 18. It was consistent. So this team is very beatable. However, we just need to compensate with our lack of big men again, and we got to hold the Spurs like we did last time. I remember I watched this game last time, and their defense was very good. Their entire start, the Spurs' entire starting lineup had a negative plus-minus, and if when you have that happen, you're almost guaranteed to win. So I expect the Warriors to do more of the same and what they show they can do against the Spurs, and I hope that will fuel our um, rise up the standings. And looking forward ahead at the standings and our potential, we got the Warriors are currently 12 and 11, six and a half games back of first place, Utah Jazz, who are 19 and five. And then, but the whole thing about this standings is that it's really close. You, right behind the Warriors, you got the Rockets, who, despite common narratives, James Harden left the Rockets because he couldn't beat the Warriors, not because of LeBron James. So I don't want to hear that anymore. But they're seven, they're half game back with the Warriors, and they have been playing well, I've noticed. But I'm not worried about This is a Warrior podcast, and we don't like the Rockets, so we don't discuss them ever unless we play them in the playoffs where we beat them. But going forward, we got the Blazers. They're half game up, and so are the Nuggets. And then the Nuggets play in the next few games. They play the Bucks, the Cavs, and the Thunder. So those – Depending on how they play, that's some opportunity for the Warriors to make some ground. And Portland, who's also one above us, plays Orlando, Philly, and Cleveland. So our our future kind of depends on the Cavs. Go figure. Cavs and Warriors are being uh, important to each other. I haven't seen that before. But I really do think the Warriors are primed if they win these next two and take a win or loss from some other teams in the – in the West, like you never, this year's weird. No, you have so many pair, so much parody this year. I mean, you got the, you got the Lakers almost lose first, losing to the Pistons and then getting taken to the Pistons and double overtime last night. I mean, this year's pretty interesting. Like, there's a lot of compactness in both. I mean, in the East, six and a half games separate the top nine seeds, and that's the same in the West. So I'm not sure if that's just a product of, shorter schedules because of corona but it's just like i feel like any any one moment you can get hot and then ride that wave into a perfect seat in the playoffs so i feel like that's just an aspect of the nba that's new this year that we aren't talking about as much how close everything is because i saw i remember reading somewhere someone said like oh it's weird every team turns into a super team when they play the bucks the nets or the lakers this year it's weird but i always see myself wouldn't that mean that there's this less parity, that the other teams are just better? Something to think about going forward. But I really do believe that the Warriors are in the prime opportunity to climb the standings. I mean, they're only one one they're one game out of a top four seed. That's absurd. So don't be worried until they're not in the playoffs on the last day about where they're seated. Because it's very it's gonna be very fluid, I feel. But now going up, it's most important. I feel that Steph Curry and Draymond Green and Andrew Wiggins pl- play really good in these next couple of games. Steph Curry and, and, and uh, 
Draymond Green are always important, but I feel like Andrew Wiggins is someone who's really fit into his role this year. He's got 17, he's got 18 points, 17.9 up from when the last podcast, but he's really just fit. I feel like he's extremely comfortable in his play in his play this year. Cause I remember on the when he's on the Timberwolves, there was a bunch of pressure on him. He basically they were calling him Maple Jordan. And Wiggins isn't that type of guy. He's the guy who I feel like just clocks in every day, clocks in at 9 o'clock, clocks out at 5 p.m. You don't hear from him at work because he's just working so goddamn hard. Um, so I feel like him having good games is imperative for the Warriors' success. But more importantly, if you can get an in-depth look on Kelly Oubre Jr., he is the most important guy on the Warriors, I feel, recently. Because as much as, as bad as it is, we're really living and dying by the way he plays. Because his effort's always there. That's not a question. And I love that. That's what you want on your team. That's championship DNA. Because Mr. Intangibles is what every team needs. We had Iggy before. I'm not saying that Ubre could be the next Iggy. But I'm saying every team needs intangible. I mean, a guy who has the intangibles. But the full thing is for Kelly Ubre is that he's not very consistent on the offensive end. Looking at his last five... Looking at his last five games, that line, he got four points, 18 points, 12 points, 40 points, 14 points. Honestly, if I, I would rather trade that 40-point game for in that four-point game if I can split it each, like 15-15. That's what you I kind of want. I want more. I want the consistency because we have the, in the NBA, you need consistency. That's kind of what I've made this whole point of my episode. The, the Warriors, there's flashes. I'm not saying there's not flashes. The Warriors are super Super flashy team in terms of what they can do. The potential is there. They have a bunch of young guys, a bunch of vets. I just feel like we're in a little bit of a primordial soup moment of who are we are. From we had our old DNA, and now we kind of treat that metamorphosis period of our to our new team. So I think that just comes with the territory of the consistency. But I trust that we're going to figure it out. The culture is there, so I'm really bullish on the Warriors in the next two weeks in terms of where they play. Because going after the next few games, we got the Nets, which is going to be a big game, a Saturday night game, ABC. I can't wait to talk about that. Then we got Cleveland, Miami, Orlando, Charlotte, New York, Indiana, Charlotte, Los Angeles, Portland, Phoenix. And then our game season's over. Like it's over on March 4th. So it's kind of time. We got to figure out this consistency issue because – Season's going to be over before we know it, and we don't want to be washing around only one game back in the fourth seed when we're the eighth seed. You want it, we want to, This is our time where we can solidify who we are, find our own identity of what our team is this year, and try to make the best of what our team can be based on what the weapons that we currently have, how everyone's playing, and where we are in the NBA. All right, all right. I think that's enough rambling on for the day. Um, just want to reiterate, I am very pleased with the Warriors' current state of affairs of how they're doing. I still believe they're streets ahead, light years ahead of where they should have been, all things considered. Um, I'm just nitpicking at what I want because I demand perfection out of my team because that's awesome. That's what you always want. Um, consistency, consistency, consistency is the most important thing to take away from today's talk. Um, that's I bet that's the only way we can 
really finish our metamorphosis into a playoff team is if we're consistent because we are capable of getting every team's best effort and taking their best effort and winning, but we got to be able to give our best effort every night in order for the other team to give their best efforts. So we know Steph can do it. I know Dre can do it. And I know some other people are starting to show me that they can do it more and more, but we need everyone to do it. And if we want to really go back to where we were, dynastic levels. But yeah, that's the state of affairs with the Warriors. This is Steph Yuri, a.k.a. Yuri Hanley. Not a.k.a. I am Yuri Hanley. And uh, I'll talk to you next time after the probably after the Spurs games. Peace.